Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. This is Community Update on Sports Radio 960 AM, WSBT. Good morning, I'm John Hoffman. Gasoline prices are getting close to $5 a gallon locally and are well over that in Chicago. Experts say there's little hope for lower prices anytime soon. Gas prices are breaking records almost every day. As of June 1st, the national average for regular is $4.70 a gallon, according to GasBuddy. Patrick DeHaan is the website's head of petroleum analyst. He says in a statement, quote, after several weeks of soaring gas prices, last week saw prices nationally slow down ahead of Memorial Day. But I'm afraid the good news ends there. Indiana is now seeing its prices soar. And per AAA, Hoosiers are now paying about nine cents more than the national average. U.S. Representative Jackie Wolarski say families are feeling the pain at the pump and beyond. Quote, in Indiana and across the country, Americans are being forced to make tough choices every day while fuel prices jump to new records. When we need them most, our vital farmers and truck drivers are getting crushed by out-of-control diesel costs, end quote. Many states are already seeing prices past $5, and GasBuddy predicts the national average will soon surpass that, too. The price of diesel nationally has fallen four cents per gallon in the past week. It currently stands at five dollars and fifty cents per gallon. WSBT 22's Ashley Dagger reporting. According to a recent study by the New England Journal of Medicine, more children and adolescents in the U.S. are dying from gun-related injuries than any other cause. The study looks at the CDC's updated mortality data that shows more than 45,000 gun-related deaths in 2020. And that's a new record according to the CDC's latest mortality data. I spoke with a few Michiana mothers who've been impacted personally by gun violence and learned how they suggest we turn things around. For two women in South Bend, gun violence has knocked down their door several times. Sometimes it was just a warning, a rude awakening, restless nights, and then two times it was actually losing a loved one, a child. Gloria Perez lost her 19-year-old son Anthony Mobley in 2017 and her 17-year-old son Kelvin Stanford Jr. in 2020. Takesha Jacobs also lost her 15-year-old son Abdul Cross in 2017 and both women are fighting gun violence locally. It's a mental health issue. People are, people are going through certain um, mental health crises and don't understand how to work through it. The New England Journal of Medicine study shows firearm deaths increased sharply from 2019 to 2020. The driving factors were homicides with guns, which increased 33%, and suicides, which increased 1%. Courtney Daly with Indiana Moms Demand Action says these findings are horrific. The thing is, these are preventable deaths. And there's, there's no reason for the children in America to be dying in such large numbers when we can do things. We have evidence-based solutions. Perez and Jacobs are collecting bullets off the streets and turning them into jewelry. And they're working to educate people in hopes of preventing more shootings. 
we have less guns or less capability of getting a hold of certain guns um, and these guns getting in the wrong hands will have less trauma like this that's happening. And one of the easiest things people can do is to keep their kids safe and is to keep their guns and ammo in locked separate places and out of the children's reach. WSBT 22's Erica Finke reporting. A 19-year-old is dead and six others injured following a shooting early last Monday morning in Benton Harbor. Police say they are frustrated at how many witnesses were in the area and still no one has come forward with information. Police say there was an event at AJ's Lounge Sunday night that did not start till late. Nearly 200 people were still at the scene following the early morning shooting, but yet still no one is speaking with police about what they saw. What type of community do we want to have when we think it's okay for people to have mass shootouts and we don't want to communicate? Just after two Monday morning, a shootout left seven people hit by gunfire. One of those seven, a 19-year-old dead. Here's what's frustrating. When my officers pulled up, even after the fact when people had left, there were still no less than 200 people here. No less than. And when we asked between the officers and the detectives, tell us what happened, no one is saying anything. No one is saying anything. I got seven people shot, one person dead, and no one wants to say anything. Police say AJ's Lounge was holding an event late Sunday night. They responded to a shooting at AJ's, but found many people at both AJ's and A&D liquor store across the street. Neighbors who did not want to be identified are tired of the violence. When this place opens up here at AJ's Lounge, it's, it's just a total melee and, and there's no control whatsoever. The whole city is tired of the violence. I mean, it's like, what can we do about it? I mean... Police doing the best they can. Multiple shell casings of various calibers were found all throughout the area. This is still an ongoing investigation. We got people that we're seeing with guns. There will be charges. There will be charges. May not be homicide charges, and they, we definitely don't want that, but somebody gonna get charged for this. Benton Harbor police are offering a reward of $2,000 that lead to the identification and arrest of those involved in this shooting. Once again, WSBT 22's Ashley Dagger. Thanks to a new law, the state of Indiana might soon know how many school resource officers are working with students in Indiana. There are schools in our area that don't have school resource officers. Some schools have designated police departments, others just have local police officers check in. That Maj Podge approach is hard to track. Soon that could change. What's up, man? Did you miss me? Officer Antoine Jones is a regular face inside John Adams High School in South Bend. Being a school resource officer, uh, we're assigned to the schools. Jones has been an SRO for 12 years. I've always enjoyed working around kids. I think that's kind of my calling, working with kids, coaching, and uh, just, uh, I enjoy it. And while Jones wears a badge and carries a gun, his main role inside this school is to build relationships. SROs are extremely important. Uh, you know, we provide that bridge uh, of communication between today's youth and police officers because a lot of times if the only interaction or the only uh, influence they're getting from police are the bad things they see on TV, they don't uh, have an understanding for what we do outside of that. And uh, we help them understand that we're human. Uh, we make mistakes just like anybody, but more importantly, we care. A new law signed by the governor this spring makes more clear the role of SROs like Jones. Many times police officers have to deal with very complex issues. 
in schools, that can even be compounded when you add in adolescent brain development. Chase Lide is the president of the Indiana School Resource Officers Association. He helped create the legislation included in House Bill 1093. The law says all school resource officers will need to receive specific training by next summer. It requires schools and officers inside school buildings to agree on terms, and it will make more clear which schools in the state have SROs. Because up until this legislation passed in 1093, school resource officer was a very subjective term. If you identified as a school resource officer, then we counted you in. If you said, I'm not an SRO, I'm just a cop working in schools during the day, well, you could do that also. And that also means now you don't have to be trained if you don't call yourself an SRO. Uh, this legislation closes that loophole. Many schools in our area have school resource officers, but not all. Lyde says no matter what schools choose, he wants to make sure the officers who walk through the doors of a school building are prepared. Girl, I'm going to be the SRO at prom. Jones admits his job isn't always easy, but he says the majority of the time, there is nowhere else he'd rather be. Yeah, you guys. Have a good day. <laughs> WSBT 22's Kristen Bean reporting. South Bend's Pottawatomie pool is closed, possibly for the season. After staff uncovered major foundational issues, the pool has served South Bend families for 67 years. Jonathan Jones says that last year they had to run a liner and they had some issues with it uh, that kept the pool closed at the end of last summer. Those issues seem to have gotten worse. In a city where you only have so many warm months in a year, we don't want to waste time, you know. And so this is something that we want to be on top of right away. South Bend's only outdoor public pool is closed. Officials are currently evaluating Pottawatomie Pool after finding major foundation issues. A tough hit for the city's most active park. It's one of those things that really makes Pottawatomie a very special place, having all of those amenities. And so there still is some aquatic activity that can happen here. Um, but unfortunately, right now, uh, we're evaluating kind of the, the larger portion of that, which is the pool. Jonathan Jones says the community has fond memories of the pool that first opened in 1955. This pool has been around for 67 years, and so uh, you've got a lot of individuals say, hey, I remember uh, swimming there when I was a kid. My parents swam there. My grandparents swam there, you know, and so there, there's definitely, as you would expect, uh, some disappointment uh, amongst the community. They hope this time can be used to form part of a larger strategy on how the pool can be used in the future, if at all take a step back and really do a thorough evaluation of uh, what it's going to take to uh, reopen the facility. Once they do an internal investigation and feasibility study, they plan to present the cost to the community for input on what the next step should be. We really want to take our time to connect with the community to get more insight on. Um, you know, there's people on both sides uh, of, of the uh, table that would prefer more of a splash pad style uh, setup versus a, a real need for pools. Jones told me that while the pool is currently closed, they are looking for temporary solutions to fix it, hopefully before the end of the summer. WSBT 22's Ronnie Doss reporting. Open pool season is now here, and local experts warn parents to keep a close eye on their kids when they're near the water. It's important to know how to spot a drowning victim. Most times, someone who's drowning and in distress can't let someone know. Three seconds is all it takes. Drownings are the number second cause for children 5 to 14, um, accidental, but it's 100% preventable. Someone actively drowning can be in distress for a minute or two before going under. The person could be disoriented or bobbing up and down. 
One doctor says oftentimes these are young children that can't swim. That someone's found underwater after a period of time, and uh, it, it can be difficult uh, for those patients to recover from that. Instructors say to know your surroundings and stay calm. That way, if you need to get to safety, you know where to go and what to do. When you're no longer in control of your body, that's when something's not going good. That's when you call for help, but you can't be frantic. A way to stay calm and save energy is by doing a back float. This allows your heart rate to slow down and you can stay above water and find an edge. I would say some other topics um, for kids, having a some kind of flotation device. So whether it's a floaty, a bubble, a life jacket, that's very important um, for kids and for youth. Instructors say the most hectic time is during open swim. You don't know the levels of all of these kids, even adults. That's why it's important to not only be mindful of yourself in the pool, but aware of others too. Remember, know your surroundings, like where you can and can't touch. If you are looking to take swim lessons, the Niles YMCA registration is open. WSBT 22's Taylor Gatoni reporting. A Purple Heart belonging to a World War II Osceola soldier is finally coming home. A Memorial Day service in Tinley Park, Illinois, where it was found, honored the veteran on Memorial Day. Paying the ultimate sacrifice while serving his country. That's what Osceola's private first class Gaylord Coyle did during World War II. Mr. Coyle, here is your uncle's Purple Heart. Coyle died in Normandy, France area in 1944. Now a symbol of his sacrifice is returning home with his family. This is both beautiful. I mean, you know, Gaylord's coming back home now. You know, he's coming back home with me now. A Purple Heart is given to service members who are wounded or killed while serving in the U.S. Armed Forces. That's what Private First Class Coyle did. He was just 20 years old when he joined the Army and 21 when he gave his life during World War II. Private First Class Coyle found himself going toe-to-toe with the Germans. He had already taken out two German machine gun nests and was on his third when he was mortally wounded. Coyle's Purple Heart was found in a brown box while the Kirksey family was cleaning out their Tinley Park, Illinois attic, nearly two hours away from where Gaylord called home. Opened it up and he looked and he goes, oh, he goes, I don't know, what, the, what is this? So he handed it down to us and we were just all shocked. I, I opened it up and I'm like, holy cow, I'm like, this is a Purple Heart. During the Tinley Park's Memorial Day service, that Purple Heart was returned to Coyle's family. But how it ended up so far away is still a mystery. We have not been able to figure out how this Purple Heart got into an attic of a home in the village of Tinley Park. Although Coyle's Purple Heart will return home, the honor of finding it will forever remain in Tinley Park. It's, it's beyond words. I am just like thrilled to pieces. It's one of the best days of my life. <laughs> In 1948, Private First Class Coyle's father had his body moved from France to the Osceola Cemetery. And in addition to the Purple Heart, he would have also received the World War II Victory Medal, the American Campaign Medal, and the Army Presidential Unit Citation. WSBT 22's Ashley Dagger reporting. Views and opinions expressed are those of the individual speaking and do not necessarily reflect the views of WSBT Radio, its staff, or management. Join us next week for Community Update on Sports Radio 960 AM. WSBT.
Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 